0: And welcome to the Amigos podcast, a podcast for young professionals learning to navigate their early careers. I'm Raven, the social chair of Ad to Houston, and I'm joined here by my co-host. I'm Brittany Lemoyne, and I'm also on the Ad to Houston board. And today we're joined by Candy, who is the president of Pink Lemonade Labs and the founder and also the vice chair of AAF Houston. How are you doing, Miss Candy? I'm great. How are y'all? We're doing great. Good. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what you do and how you got involved with AAF Houston? Of course. So my
1: name is Candy Pittman. Um, I have been involved with, oh, my goodness, AAF since college. So I started there, um, and then when we graduated, um, you know, you just keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then we had a lot of fun events. Um, what you guys call the cook-off today, we called something different. Um, <laughs> so it was just, and then, you know, then the AAAs were the Addies. So we would always get involved with all of those things. And then when I started at in Attu, um, they only had, like, five members. So <laughs> they were like, Candy, you want to be treasurer? And I was like, sure. Um, what does that entail? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I found out quickly was that that was in January. And then by June, they were like, oh, um, so we need a president. I was like, cool. <laughs> 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 so, you know, then I was like, okay. And I recruited all my friends. And it was a... Challenging but fun, uh, exciting. I was present for three years of that, 2 and then um, grew that club. Took a break, focused on career, and then came back recently, about a little over a year ago, to AAF um, Houston and joined the board there. So, and then been rocking and rolling ever since.
0: Awesome. Sounds like an exciting journey. Yes.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> the fast track, and then <laughs>
2: <laughs> it doesn't stop. Um, so, you founded Pink Lemonade Labs. Um, almost two years ago. What drove you to start your own company? <laughs> uh,
1: an EMBA project actually um,
0: What's EMBA?
1: Executive Masters of Business Administration. Okay. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, It was actually our Capstone project our final project was to do a business plan. That's probably part A but part B was I had been laid off from and Then I was at Charming Charlie just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had been working corporate for plenty many years um and then I was like okay well I did a little bit of consulting on and off for years and I'm like I can do this right I can do this um and being in retail it's like I don't want to open a retail store but I love marketing so that's why I just was like an agency would allow me to do a lot of things that when you work in corporate retail you can't do because it's when you're marketing you you do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I want to do all the things. Yeah. Um, and so that paved the way for me to be able to not just do just print or just digital or just uh, media. I can learn the gambit and put 15 years of marketing experience to use. So and then Pink Lemonade Labs just kind of sprung up and I always told my friends I'm gonna start an agency one day I'm gonna do it and I had a friend that was like hey whenever you start that agency let me know and I was like you're in luck I'm doing an EMBA project <laughs> <laughs> and starting that agency at the same time so it was it was a lot of fun you know and it's a journey
0: right <laughs> so starting your own business takes a lot a lot of, a lot of skills <laughs>
1: That it does. Um, And, of course, I chose the hard road where it's like, I'm going to build this from the ground up. And, you know, it's a wonderful notion, but it is also very challenging but you learn a lot of
0: things mm-hmm. that's true to so, be fair i don't think there's really an easy road to starting your own business <laughs> there isn't there isn't i always just take the hard road what's the most challenging way i can get there and you know
1: <laughs> then after that once you start the hard way everything else is easy or it gets right. better you've already done these you already done the, e- the hard, done the the hard, hard thing
0: so trial yeah. by fire yeah
1: <laughs> that's, my, that's my motto
0: <laughs> that's i my life <laughs> Before Pink Lemonade Labs, you worked in marketing for the retail industry, which you already t- touched on a bit, Charming Charlie's, and I believe Academy as well? hmm So how did your time in retail prepare you to go solo? It encouraged me
1: <laughs> more so because,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I work for three major retailers in Houston. I work for Stage Doors, I work for Academy Sports and Art Doors, and Charming Charlie. I manage teams at both Academy and Charming Charlie. So I definitely was able to get that management experience as well as the interaction between different levels of management, understand, Mm -hmm. get a better understanding of what they do. But I enjoy managing and mentoring and doing all that fun stuff. And for me, it was about creating an environment for people. Eventually, when I do have a full-time staff, creating a fun environment, something that Mm -hmm. you don't find in most companies. It... Gave me a lot of encouragement and I learned a lot of skills because I'm that person that's like, what do you need help? What do you need to do? What do you need? How can I help? You know, I'm that person because I want to learn all of the things. But mostly because I was pigeonholed into this is what you do um, that I'm like, I wanted to break free from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I learned a lot of valuable skills um, in retail and 100% that I wouldn't trade for the world. But at the same time, I wanted to do my own thing, be my own boss. And you know, for one time, I make decisions and call the shots. And in retail, a lot of people get it confused of, or corporate side of anything. Mm-hmm. Your clients are other departments. A lot of people think, oh, well, you're the client. It's not exactly, especially when you work for a larger company that has all of those internal departments that you would see in an agency, or you create your own content or shoot your own commercials or Mm -hmm. so you your clients are in retail buyers executive leaders or other teams or the stores Mm -hmm. so because at the end of the day our goal is to bring in customers so
0: right yeah I work kind of I've worked retail and now I'm kind of in retail adjacent and yeah it is very constricting that way of like the structured hierarchy is nice at times, but also um mm-hmm. yeah, trying to form independence in that uh, setting <laughs> can be difficult. It can be challenging. Yes. It can be. Yeah. It can be and it's but you
1: you crave that. Some people crave that like I, you know, and I was fortunate to have leaders that allow me to just kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And whenever I they switched there was a lot of change in that environment too. Um, and whenever it switched, and if I, what I did learn was they need you like you need them. It is your choice to be there as much as it's their choice to hire you. And that helped me a lot because if I ended up with a boss or a, or someone who I reported to who I didn't jive with, I didn't feel like I could learn from because I have to learn from you like, you know, this, like you expect work from me. right? And if you are a person that I can't learn from, it's time for me to move on. <laughs> yeah. the, the boss
0: employee relationship is definitely should be reciprocal in mm-hmm,
1: that way mm-hmm. and that was a hard lesson I learned in retail because you know growing up uh, or in corporate in general and growing up my parents are very they're older you know everybody's parents and my mom is very I work I go to work I do my job I go home and I'm yeah. like no that's not fulfilling I want to do more <laughs> you yeah. know so she has that mentality and i'm like no i gotta like them like they have to like me that's not it has to be okay both ways yeah right so right
2: so in addition to you know working those jobs you know, you've also been involved with ad club for a long time how would you say that your experience being a member and you know being a leader for a long time helped your career oh
1: tremendously <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> right <laughs> let me tell you because when you are a leader in a nonprofit volunteer organization, you're essentially working for free. Right. <laughs> so my job is to convince all of my friends and any new person to work for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and why there are benefits to working for free, right? So some of the benefits that I have gained was I learned budgeting. I learned um, organizational management. I learned what a board looks like and why and how every single piece fits together. I learned how to network. And that's an invaluable skill because let me tell you, you use it more than you don't. I learned how to speak in front of other people and other you know, people and hold a meeting to where if I had to get up in front of any executive or leadership, I could do it because mm-hmm. I have spoken in front of agency leaders and owners and things like that and people I admire. So it it didn't I didn't shy away from those experiences in the office uh, because i had them already as well as management skills right eventually if you are a person like i was who enjoyed managing mentoring and leader leadership it gives you all of those um, skills to be able to when i did get that team i knew exactly how to treat them what they needed how to have those conversations you even have tough conversations in right. non in, in volunteer management, right? I yeah. there I've had to kick out people. <laughs> <laughs> it has happened, mm-hmm. um, but you also learn the value of hard work and why and teamwork. Most importantly, and why every single person on that board has a job to do and a task, and why it's important for everybody to pull their weight. Because as soon as everybody starts doing it, the club grows. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in the real world. When you have a team that's high performing, works together well, your 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 team grows, and you your team is seen as one that definitely gets the job done. and the organization knows that they can rely on you, right? Yeah. An ad club, it's not necessarily internally, but it's other organizations outside that are looking for education, um, different benefits that we offer. That that core team, that board, and those chairs help provide, right? So being in that board, you're actually in a very unique place. So you're future leaders. You're going to be somebody's mentor one day. Somebody's going to look up to you and say, hey, I want to do what you want to do. So starting that early for me was what helped me be able to do things like this. I enjoy things like this. So it's been very beneficial for me.
0: So you were an add to a Houston president. Mm-hmm. Um, that you mentioned, what skills did you learn and to add to that you're able to use in building your own company? It's
1: the same thing. I, cause we had to do book up, keeping,
0: there's taxes involved. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. There's all of that, that you have to do that it's more of the business side of it that helped. Um, that, and that's why I encourage you guys every single day, like don't shy away from the business side, because if you ever want to do your own thing, you're going to have to know it. Um, And it's a great place to learn and be able to make mistakes and it not be so detrimental.
0: Right. How did um, serving on the board in Ad 2 differ from your experience now as AAF?
1: It was a smaller board, so we wore more hats. I would say that it's not 100% different. It's just then in Ad 2 I was able to say, I want these people on the board. You have a little bit more leeway. And you can make sure that whoever is there, is there to help mm-hmm. and there to grow the organization. There's, it's a bit more politics when you get into the, the big kids club, as I call it, because <laughs> you know being an attitude for forever, it's like it's like being at Thanksgiving and there's the kids table and then there's the adult yeah. table. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, we well, they- but <laughs> we're at the kid table. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it built in that too. You kind of feel like you're at the kid table, but that's, but at the kid's table, you can do what you want. You can do All what right. you want with your food. You can throw it if you want to. Like <laughs> nobody's gonna tell you anything. When you're sitting at an adult table and you do that, it's it's no, it's a no-no, right? <laughs> so you have so much more freedom and leeway and the over the programming because You have a bit more ability to change what you're doing Mm -hmm. to cater it to the new generation that's here. Um, In AAF, it's set things. It's things that we've done forever that we're trying to push to change or make more current. And also, it was as far as there's not as many opinions on Mm -hmm. what you do and how you do it. And that I did love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, it was just the freedom to just be like, okay, I want you and I want you to do this and I want you to do that. And then everybody comes together and it we pull off an excellent event or we have a stellar year and we just have a great time. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to do a retreat in Galveston, there wasn't 18 people going, well, no, I have this. I have that. I have kids. I have. I can't. Yeah. You know, so, because as a young person, you could just be like, "Yeah, let's go." Right. Yeah. <laughs> just a so, little bit more
2: freedom. Yeah. So much yeah.
1: more freedom. Yeah.
2: So wearing all those different hats and AF and AD too, I'm sure you got to experience like a lot of the benefits the organization provides. What would you say the main benefit is of joining these organizations?
1: Definitely the networking and secondary le- the education. Right. Because of the programming, being in at two was very beneficial because I got to know a lot of the players in AAF. I got to be still a part of the AAAs without having the expenses, so to speak. <laughs> but <laughs> right. it also cemented the fact that I was a person that when I did get to that AAF level, I would come in, I'd have the leadership experience. I'd, I'm not afraid of doing the work to, make the, to help make the club successful. And I will also have the ideas on how to grow it and get in new new members, right? Because I've had that. I've done it. It's It's been beneficial in probably more ways than I can explain very simply. But I will say, I'll just to keep it simple, I would say the networking, the people I've met, I have a lot of lifelong friends. And some that I can still call on this day and say, hey, I'm doing this. Do you want to help? Yes, please. Right <laughs> <laughs> um and they know that if i'm attached to it it's going to be organized it's going right. to be good it's going to be you know i will have their best interests right in mind so
3: right
2: like with the networking i think one of the the cool things that i love is being able to go to ad america and then meet
1: people that are all over not the e- yeah
2: exactly not even nearby just yeah. everywhere so.
1: but yeah and those yeah. friends are all over the country yes you know and from Hawaii to, you know, DC or I've even had a call with um, someone I met in at two going to uh, the Mid retreat years right. ago about working and our agencies doing work together. So it it's just friends that you just keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily social media has made that so much yeah. more easy easier to, you keep know what I mean? yes. to keep in touch. To keep in touch. It's just it's so amazing because you can keep up with people's lives. You can still come in. You can still, and you don't have to pick up a phone and call them and be and spend hours, right? Right. Um, but they know that you're engaged, and they know that you're interested in what they're doing. And as they grow in their career, and you do connect again, you could say, "Oh, hey, you know, I you did this. Da 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 da. How about this? Hey, well, we should work together." So it's it's definitely a great way to connect.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, in these conversations that we've had on this podcast, networking is one of those things that, you know, Mm -hmm. it just gets drilled over and over and over again. But, it, Mm -hmm. you know, it really is so important because you never know who you're going to meet and who's, you know, what skills Mm -hmm. of each other's that will pair well, you know, in the future. It could be, you know, like five years down the line, like, hey, I know you do this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. let's yeah. let's help each other out and it's the best way like if
1: you ever there's an agency you want to work for or work with or some people have like oh my god i love the agency i would love to meet this person it's a great way to do that too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 gain a mentor for life that you can just call like even when i started my business dwight doubt me he rests in heaven but mm-hmm. he was such a help because he not only was he there for me and I had to and such a supporter and right. one of my favorite people when i started my business um, that august i called him to just ask about structure and ask like what does the agency scene look like now what do you you know is it project based is it retainer based like what is that and just picking his brain and he just was like yeah candy da da da, da. and he just answered everything and just so helpful and unfortunately he passed away a couple months later and mm-hmm. it was like I had no idea, and he was not that person to just share that information. But I wish I could still pick his brain because he was such so smart and just so so helpful. But that again, it was a connection from at two to to have that mentor. That whenever I did get ready to do my own thing, I had somebody I could call. Yeah. So
0: D- Dwight was really special. Yeah, I only got the pleasure of interacting with him a couple of times, but. And Um, he he loved that too. Loved it. Absolutely. Um, Loved it. So you have a full-time job on top of working at Pink Lemonade Lab. Could you talk about how you handle your work-life balance?
1: (laughs) So I've had a full-time job on top of something else for as long as I can remember. (laughs) Um, It is... Something that I am that person that I have to stay busy. I have to keep my mind going and I have to keep it engaged. Um And marketing is such, and advertising is just such a vast field. And there's so many parts that you can learn. So a lot of the reason for me having both is because, again, in corporate retail, you do this, right? Yeah. And right now I work at the opera. So that's a fun story. But <laughs> long story short, I have been a singer. I have. Um, done a few classes, and when I made my decision to go into advertising, I was originally, I went to U of H, I decided I'm going to go for accounting. Do I sound or look like an accountant? (laughs) I I worked for an accountant, love him to death, hated every minute of it because it was just the most boring thing. Shout out to accountants, you are like... patient and wonderful people but um i it was not me <laughs> i mean that's part of the college experience <laughs> except i made the decision three years in right yeah and i'm like and i'm in the more school of music and i was like i can do music like i know i can i can read i can do all of this mm-hmm. and i always wanted to be an opera singer and then i went and took some aptitude tests and it said advertising I'm like mm. and i called my mom and i said about this she goes well you've always liked commercials you can always remember them i think and that's how a lot of people associate advertising right right and i was like okay well we'll give it a try i switched my major that day and fell in love a hundred percent now not with the the core stuff that you gotta do because lord communications 101 is the most boring (laughs) thing ever but once you get past it it's fantastic Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but so I, you know, when I decided to, I got laid off and then I finally got a job doing um, consulting, doing my thing in digital because I had done print for so long. And I was like, I need to do more digital. It's like I've done it for small companies and um, on the side. So I need to do it for a large company where I can, it can be prominent. I always have a plan. Okay. Always have a plan. And then COVID hit hmm. Right. And it's like, OK, crud. <laughs> now, what am I going to do? Right. So then I was like, OK, I'm going to start this agency. And then I'm like, OK, well, I still need a real job. I need insurance and, you know, those things. So mm-hmm. then I was like, so when the opera job opened up, I was like, oh, I get to mix my passion of opera singing and, and performance with my passion of advertising and marketing. Because I love retail, too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a shopper. I That was a passion for a long time. But this is a new one. And I wanted to get away from retail because you have to be careful sometimes, unless that's where you want to be, of being seen as one way. So it's very easy to be seen as a retail marketer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, I'd, I'm a marketer first and retail second. So when the arts opened up, I was like, Yes. So it was just so exciting to start working there and seeing how all of that comes together. But as you are running a whole business (laughs) on the side, (laughs) you have early mornings, late nights. um, And then sometimes when I get bored, I decide that I'm going to Grubhub for some reason. Right. (laughs) And then so now you have a third job Um, and then you have everything I do with AAF. So. It's it's all in an effort to kind of keep my mind going, stay up to date in whatever current trends, whether it's print, media, marketing, digital marketing, um, because there now I work on the I work on their website um, and I do their digital marketing. But I have clients that I do print for. Mm -hmm. So it's it's flipped a little bit. Um, And all of it is to make my business stronger one day, because I always said that if I when I leave that corporate environment, it is to work for myself. Mm-hmm. that is my goal i come from a long line of entrepreneurs so it's very important for me to be able to at least try and give it a go and mm-hmm. and and do all that fun stuff but for me it's just fun right now <laughs> 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 because it's not it's not just it's not boring it's not mundane it's not you know it's a lot of fun and so um right now i'm having fun in every asset of my life so
0: that's, That's important. always important. Yeah. <laughs> so just to get an idea for the timeline, did you launch PLL and then join the Opera? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So launch
1: PLL, join the AF board, then join the Opera.
0: Yeah.
1: Started doing everything <laughs> all at once. And, and how, how, how long was that time
0: frame? Yeah. Just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I launched PLL in August of 2020. Joined the AF board in no. I started with student conference in November. Um then officially joined I think in January and then I started at the opera in March of 2021 so yeah that's a pretty short time mm-hmm. to take on and it doesn't phase me I'm like oh what now is it <laughs> is it short I'm not sure <laughs> Cause everything I do is like that it is the yeah. craziest thing it's like when one thing starts everything starts and it's like okay I can do this let's <laughs> just manage all these puzzle pieces and it'll be fine um but I, I literally my life just flows like that um so a little bit of it is just how you know when i don't have anything to do is when i'm like fiddling my thumbs and i'm like i don't know what to do with my hands yeah <laughs> right, right. which long run when i get old that might be a problem but right now it's great <laughs> just keep busy yeah mm-hmm. just keep going just yeah keep going you know, that
0: little, just keep swimming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep swimming, right? <laughs> it takes a lot of
0: organization yeah. to yeah. do all
1: that. And I'm not a very organized person. It's so the funny thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I am not a creature of habit or routine. I am like, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this today. And then tomorrow we're going to do all that in a different way. Um I just I am just one of those people. I'm visual um, and I have my to do list in my head. So I, fortunately, I can still do that. Um, but, and I know like, okay, for my clients, I have to do X, Y, Z. I need to do this by this day. And then at, at, I treat HGO like a large client. So it's, okay, when I get to the office or when I start working at HGO, this is what I do. Da, 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 I know everything I have to do for the day or the week and my mm-hmm. deadlines. Because here's the thing about working in retail. It's very production-based. My job was very production, very timeline, very project-based. Mm-hmm. So when you manage an ad um and and ad and it's a thirty it was a million dollar crazy ad program and you have all of these deadlines for fifty two weeks in your head <laughs> across twelve different stages so once you once you don't have that everything else is easy a task list is easy so. It's just like the thing that I forget is if I have a Grubhub schedule, that surprises me. It's like I get a text. You're supposed to do this in an hour. I'm like, who signed up for this? <laughs> why, did, why did they do it? Because I don't know. I'm tired. So I do it anyway. But it, that gives me something mindless to do. So, right, everybody's like, "How right. do you do that? I'm like, because I just drive around in a car for two hours and bring people food. It is the most mindless thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be on time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to eat your food. I'm not one of those people, because <laughs> what they ordered was probably terrible.
0: <laughs> you don't even sneak a fry?
1: Nope. Mm-mm. Now, I will order my own food. Now, That's fair. That That's fair. I will do, because yeah. I'm like, there are some places you go, and it's like, oh, this oh, this does smell good. And I'll either go back later or while I'm there, I'll just order.
2: (laughs) Why not? not? (laughs) Before you got into um, marketing and advertising, you also worked as a manager and visual merchandiser for Justice. And what advice do you have for young people that want to get into marketing and advertising.
0: Man, Justice is a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> right. Again, another fun job.
1: <laughs> um, so actually before that, I I started in marketing and advertising before I graduated. Okay. So remember, I worked for that CPA. Found out it was, ter- it was boring. Um, <laughs> and as soon as I switched, I ended up switching... To a retail. so I've always been in retail since I could work at 17. Right. I knew that's where I wanted to be. I worked at Pally Royal, actually, which is a stage nameplate. And I was like, I'm gonna go back to stage as an accountant. Didn't know I was gonna go mm. back to stage as a marketer. And when I left the accounting firm, I that CPA firm, I started working for a little boutique. And I started doing their windows and their visual merchandising. And then they were like, then I was doing accounts payable. And then they were like, you know something about marketing. I was like, yeah, I do. And I just started doing their marketing. And that was probably a year or two before I even graduated. And it was so much fun. So, and then they ended up closing because a hurricane happened. Yeah, Like in the South it does. (laughs) And that relationship, they ended up closing and I was like, I need a job. And the funny thing is, it was someone else that ran into this person and was like, hey, I know this person would be great manager for justice. And I was like, and they called me and I was like, hey, that's yeah, true. right. Yeah. Didn't know I was going to be there for a year and a half because I was still trying to get into marketing. And you have to stay persistent.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you have to have that goal. So first of all, always tell people, know what you want to do when you grow up. Now, what you want to do might change, but at least have a plan. I knew where I wanted to be. Um, and it just so happened that I was looking, I was still involved in AAF, still helping. Um, this was before I became president, but I would just help or help with the luncheons. I would go in and bug Jay. Jay, is, Jay Higgins is the reason why I am really here because <laughs> he was like, Candy. I was like, sure. So, and I was just like, Jay, hey, wherever you need help, you know, I, put me in coach. Like, I want to help with the luncheons and I want to help here because I wanted to stay connected to the industry that I loved because I wanted to get back there. Um, And it was the AF job board where I found the job at stage in marketing of all places. Um, And that's when I went back to stage just as corporate. Um, And I just kept going. And even when I was laid off and things like that, I still stayed connected to all of those people. And if... I needed jobs, or I was wondering about something. I always had somebody who I could reach out to and be like, "What's what's this?" Even if it was a recruiter or something like that. What's this? What's that? Or what do you mm-hmm. think about this? So it was it was awesome to be able to do that. But again, how the club helps.
2: Yeah, Having those people <laughs> to talk to, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But that's what I that's my advice. Is, <laughs> look, join us. Join a, join a club. Join a networking organization. Stay involved. Stay close to it. But most of all, have a goal (laughs) or two. So
0: speaking of uh, staying networking, how would you recommend to young professionals how to, you know, network and how to stay visible? Uh, Make yourself available, first of all.
1: I always say to people, my most valuable, the most valuable thing I can give you is my time. But you have to remember that that is also for yourself, too. The most valuable thing you can give is your time. So just you giving time to volunteer, just you giving time to go to that networking event or help plan something, people remember when you gave time to help with something um, and took that time out of your day and your schedule. They remember if you give money, if you give enough of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, Or, you know, even if you help create something. But keep yourself in a point in a in a place to where you are memorable and don't be afraid to talk to people that you might not know. Ask them what do they do? Who are you? What do you do? And I'm terrible because I, if I don't know you I'll just go up to you. Who are you? What's your name? Just <laughs> <So, Tris. laughs> like what who are you? so yeah. and you are too, you do that too. <laughs> 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 do. Um so yeah, I'm Don't be afraid to do it in a professional way, of course. And that'll keep you, A, grounded, Be in a place to where
0: you can grow
1: and foster and grow
0: your career. So, you know, I've I've very much learned that um, everybody's favorite topic is themselves. And if you show just like a little bit of interest in what they do, then, you know, that opens so many doors. It really does. (laughs) Even
1: just talking to them or even remembering next time you see them, like, oh, you're this and this. Yeah, I remember. Oh, how was that going? It helps tremendously. Absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. So, and what advice do you have for someone who may be thinking
1: about starting their own agency? Bless your heart. (laughs) 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 You have to be ready. Um, First, you have to be able to accept the word no you won't get every piece of business you bid for you make you do a proposal for um you need to kind of know first start with a good plan know what you want your agency to stand for the your branding all of that i wanted mine to be fun from the environment that people work in to the creative and things that we put out um i wanted it to be a brand that they knew that we were a also, awesome, like easygoing but knowledgeable mm-hmm. um team to work with so when you start with that plan that flows into your brand you know between mission statements and all of that fun stuff it flows into your your brand but take the time to do the work start doing freelance too you know you're gonna you need to have clients to start from somewhere mm-hmm. um but also like don't be afraid to tell people what you do because, like, yeah, I have an agency. Yeah, I, I can help you with that. How can I help you? Um, or when you get those tidbits of, oh, I'm looking for this. Oh, we do that. Or I do that. So, but the most important thing is start with a plan. Also, you won't know everything. You won't. Mm-hmm. Um, so have a good network of people who, if you're not strong at creative, who is that person that you can call to help you with creative. Like, I use freelancers for a lot of our creative, but they're also people that I have worked with in corporate retail or other places. And that's the other beauty. It's like, you know, in ad 2 we used to do, all of our flyers were done. <laughs> all of them were different. All of our events look different. It gave us a the opportunity to really showcase design skills by not making everything the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gave me the opportunity to, to gain favorites. of <laughs> who These are... And understand design, the way different creative people design and what they do and what they prefer. If it's a video, if it's content, if it's um, if it's uh, just illustration. It, so that no matter what I need, I know exactly who I'm going to go to. And it's the same thing in the corporate world. Because you have all of those designers. And some of my favorites came from the corporate world. It's like, I know. But they were so bound by you had to stay in this box. Mm-hmm for that corporate brand to give them something that's outside of that corporate brand was important. Um and they love it. They flock to it actually. I was like, hey, I like I like that. Like let's let's go. Let's do it. So um so two th- so I would say it was two things. It's have a plan, like a goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and have a have a good network. Know exactly who you're
0: gonna call. It almost sounds like I know you're talking about this dichotomy of, like, it's almost a paradox of have a plan, but also that plan's going to change. Always. (laughs) Always. And you can't be afraid of it changing. A few things people have told me
1: in my life is, one was, don't be afraid to say you don't know. Mm -hmm. Because somebody will inevitably throw something at you that you will not know what to do or how to handle it. And just gracefully say... You know, I don't know. Let me let me check on that. Let me let me work on that and take some time to figure out what that next step is going to be or who you need to talk to. The second thing is is we had a CMO at Academy and it drove everybody crazy. But he used to say, what's the cost of yes? And I never thought I'd use it in so many different places. But there's going to be a lot of pivoting. Mm-hmm. And in that pivot, it's going to take off of you could have been planning something for months and, yeah, this is going to be great. We have the creative. We have this. And then someone comes and is like, well, we want to really we want to also focus here. It's like, OK, well, in order to focus there, this is this is what we have to do. This might have to go. What's that cost going to be? I always keep a plan A, B and C in my head. So like, oh, OK, well, this happens in this. This happens in this. It drives some people crazy. But. Look, if something happens, I know exactly where I'm going. So just be ready for it, but don't be afraid of it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Don't be afraid of it because a lot of a lot of people get their feelings hurt when things change, and it's none of it's personal. None of it is personal. Um, at the end of the day, it is it is it's business, um, and a client's goal is to make sure their um, company successful. Your goal is you want to make that client you want to you want your company to be successful, but you also want that client's company to be so successful. Um, but you have you have to know their their customer just like they do, mm-hmm. and usually they tend to know them a little bit more. There are some that don't, but they also have to be comfortable in the job that you're doing, and that's anywhere. So if there is something some sort of discomfort, you have to figure out how you make it just a little bit better, right? And do with a, you know, with a semi-smile. You won't be happy about it. <laughs> and no one's asking that. But it's just, how do you it with a great attitude?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you keep going. Ad club helps with that, too. Because let me tell you, the pivots. We have to do in life. And y'all know that from events. Like, you oh, you, you, play in an event. You think it's going to be great. And then, you know, you sign up solo or something like that. Um, So then it's like, so then the next thing goes, okay, well, how are we going to make this better the next time? Or what are we going to do to change that outcome? So all of that's important. You do it and you just have to figure out how you actually apply it to, the, to a job or um, a business.
0: Absolutely. And uh, before we wrap up here, Miss Candy, do you mind if I ask you kind of a fun question? Sure. Uh, what What did you sing not perfect like, What part did you sing? Oh, <laughs> it's <was a> mezzo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh okay. Okay. That's a soprano. I I like the middle. <laughs> 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 and I love it cuz you can go you go high or you can go low and you know the the range is fun. Um or is fun for me. Um so that's where, that's where I felt most comfortable.
0: You know, that honestly sounds like how you've been talking about your business approach. So, that's <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> It's funny how life echoes itself in so many ways. <laughs> very much so.
0: Well, thank you for your time, Miss Candy. We really appreciate it. You
1: guys are very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's of been course. fun.
0: Yes.
4: Before we go, don't forget about the American Advertising Federation Houston September Luncheon. Mediocrity ends here. Why 100% of boring ads don't matter. Featuring Eddie Hurdy, National Creative Director, and Jared Glick, Regional Creative Director for Outfront Studios, the creative arm of Outfront. A creative, high-energy, and often hilarious presentation about the need to look at out-of-home media and advertising in general in a different light. That is Wednesday, September 21st, 11.30 a.m., at the Ballroom at Tanglewood. Can't wait to see you there. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals, aged 32 and under, who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an amigo, join us at atthenumber2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at add the Number 2 houston Thank you for listening.